Israel. Thanks. Okay, folks, so uh, again, Merry Christmas, and I hope uh, you've had a good morning so far. Um, now, let me confirm, I am aware of the time, and I have every intention to keep my promise. You will be heading out the door in 15 minutes, okay, I promise. Um, today is a special day. It is about Christ. It is about the Savior, but I do also appreciate it is a busy day, and so uh, I, I will do my best to, to keep my promise. That busyness of today does tend to revolve around Christmas dinner. It's become uh, such a huge ordeal. Um, you know, all to cook Brussels sprouts that most people don't enjoy eating, uh, or to eat turkey that, while I love my turkey, is a kind of dry meat. Um, and uh, all the while eating it with people who complain if you don't get it quite right. Merry Christmas. But I love Christmas dinner. I love all the, the flavors and food and the fun that's around the table. We're heading up to Larne after the service uh, to my in-laws. And while it'll not be like my mummies, it'll still be great. Um, because no one ever walks away from a Christmas dinner going, I'm not really all that full. <laughs> Nobody ever walks away thinking, you know, I really could have done with a wee bit more. I wish there were some leftovers. It's not like that. We, we leave and we say we're stuffed. Oh, we're so full. And yet we then go into the living room. We put on the Queen's Speech or the Snowman or uh, the Two Ronnies or Morecambe and Wise or whatever it is that you do on the afternoon and you sit and you eat sweets. And we eat them. Uh, there's a fight to get the Malteser ones out of the celebrations before someone comes and punches them all. And then there's always that one person, that one person who puts the wrappers back into the tin. Because <laughs> you, get, you get all excited and go, <gasps> oh, empty wrapper. <sighs> but you see, the feeling after the dinner is we say these things, I don't want any more. I couldn't possibly, I'm full. Perhaps I'm overflowing. All I want to do now is just rest. Folks, that's Christian language. That's how Christians talk. Now, people will talk about the Christian life in a lot of different ways. Uh, they'll maybe compare it to parties and kind of very indulgent or selfish lifestyle. And they'll say, well, by comparison, the Christian life is boring. And I really don't want to do boring. I'd rather have fun. What I would say is, if you think Christianity is boring, you haven't been doing it right, okay? That would be my take to you. If it's boring, you're not doing it right. But I promise you that with Christ, with his coming, uh, who, whose life we celebrate today, he offers a satisfaction, like, like that feeling we have after that Christmas dinner where we just go, you know what? I don't need anything more. I don't need anything more than Christ. I'm completely full. I'm completely satisfied. All I want to do is rest in what has happened. John 10 gives us that promise. Jesus says, I've come that we will have life and life to the fullest. That's what the baby offers. That's what Christ brings. The Christian is someone who in the middle of trials and troubles can say, I've got enough to see me through. I don't need any more. I am full. I am overflowing. I am satisfied. I can rest. All I want to do is rest. 
because I feel that peace that Christ brings. I'm satisfied. That's what Christ offers when he came to earth. And let me just pull something from the Christmas story as we close our service off. It's, it's from Matthew chapter 2, uh, reading from verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star when it rose and have come to worship him. See, wise men don't have all the answers. Wise men ask for directions. But wise men ask good questions. And notice the question that they asked. Where is he? Where is God? Where is he? We're looking for him. We can't find him. Where is he? Now that's a very big question. It's a very philosophical question that I'm not going to go into this morning. It's not an easy answer to give. And many wise men, wiser than myself, have struggled to articulate the answers to that question, where is God whenever my world's been falling apart? Where was God whenever my marriage fell apart? Where was God whenever I was younger? Where was God? Where was God? And it's hard because these wise men, they, they think they have the answers and they're looking for him. They can't quite find him. So they ask the question that first Christmas, where is God? Where is he? Now, there were probably wise men who saw the star and thought, okay, well, he's, he's there somewhere. I don't need to go looking for him. As long as I know that he's somewhere in the background, I'm okay. I'll go find him when I need him. And then there were other wise men, like those in the story, who came and got up and found him and found that satisfaction. And, you know, there's maybe people, and they're still asking these questions. Well, I, 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 I'm really only here, Jeff, this morning because I need a wee bit of religion. And I kind of just want to tick a box. And as long as I know he's kind of there in the background somewhere, I'm okay. I don't need to go looking for him. He's there if I need him. But in these verses, these wise men who actually take the effort to go and look for him, they're still looking. And what struck me is that they have their gifts with them, their gold, their frankincense, and myrrh. And it struck me that in this text, they have presence for God, but they didn't have the presence of God. What a strange place to be. We're looking for him. We want to see him, but we don't actually have that nearness. We don't have that presence of God. Now, this morning, if your house was anything like mine, it was inevitably all about the presence, unwrapping the gifts and the paper, uh, and, and it was a great part of the day. Those kinds of presents are exciting because they're tokens of love. They're gestures of love. They're wee gifts to let people know, hey, I, I, I love you, or at least I thought enough about you to buy you socks yesterday, whatever it happens to be. But presents... Being there with someone, being there for someone is not a token, it's not a gesture, it is evidence that they are loved. To be there for someone shows that you care. When you're in trouble, when other people would distance themselves, the people who love you show up. Christmas is wonderful. Snapshot a moment of what the entire Bible echoes that God is not distant. 
but rather God shows up. He showed up in Bethlehem. He showed up in the mess. He shows up in the trials. He shows up in our sin, and he proves beyond doubt that he loves every single person here this morning. Christmas, the perfect Christmas, if it exists, will have presents, gifts, and will have the presence of those who we love near and around us and maybe even a great turkey dinner as well. But as we finish, there's only one of those things that will offer lasting satisfaction. All those things will satisfy, but we'll be hungry again later on, probably. We'll be hungry again tomorrow. Loved ones will come and go. And but only the presence of God truly satisfies. And it starts by asking the question that the wise men did, where is he? Where is God? How can we get to the presence of God? Now, you'll be glad you don't need to book a flight to the Middle East. You don't need to rearrange your plans for this week because he's here. And I believe he's speaking to someone this morning. I believe he's challenging someone this morning. And, you know, it's rude to ignore the birthday boy, okay? But he's saying, come. Come to me. Seek me. Find me. Find the peace I offer. Find that fullness that I offer. Find that satisfaction that you are looking for. Find that forgiveness. Find that fresh start. Those things that don't come from gifts or meals or family get-togethers or New Year's resolutions, but can only be found in the presence of God. That can only be found by saying, God, I, I've sinned. I've messed up. I, I've tried to find satisfaction in, in, in places that don't actually offer lasting satisfaction. I've tried so many different things and I keep coming up empty. I keep finding myself having to go back again and go back again and go back again. Forgive me for overlooking you. Forgive me for looking past you, for ignoring the presence, the evidence of your love. Forgive me. Come into my life. Give me that satisfaction that I long for so much that I might rest, that I might find peace in you. It'll be a very sad Christmas if you can only be like the wise men in the verses that we read, to have gifts but not have the Savior. I pray that wherever you are spiritually, whatever your relationship with God is, whether you're in a good place, whether you're in a bad place, whether it's been a long time kind of a place, whether this is your annual visit to church or whether you're here absolutely every single week and say that you're a Christian, say that you're saved. I trust you'll be like the wise men who later on would go on and say, you know what, you can take the stuff, you can take the gold, you can take the frankincense, you can take them, or we don't want it, we'll gladly give it. We'd rather have the presence of God because they don't compare with being with you. That's the satisfaction that God gives. And so I pray this, that this Christmas, in the middle of all the presence, you will know the presence of God. Let's, uh, let's close in prayer. We'll sing another song, and then at that point, um, we, can, we can start filtering out. And it is before quarter past. All right? Okay. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what Christmas means. Lord, thank you that you are a God who shows up 
Lord, we'll admit that sometimes it doesn't always feel like we know that you're there. Sometimes we struggle to know that you are near. And yet, Lord, like these wise men, we, we want to seek you out this morning. We want to make the effort to look for you in the busyness, in all the things that take up our time and our focus and our energies. Lord, we want to just draw to the side and know that we have the presence of God in our lives, the presence of God in our Christmas this year. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just speak deeply into our hearts, that we would take time to seek you out and know that satisfaction that comes from knowing you, that can only come from knowing you. And so, Lord, thank you for coming. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. Lord, thank you for all that comes out of that. And so we pray this in your name. Amen.